Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And let us be Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us, your servants, grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory, O Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit live and reign one God forever and ever. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in, attendant above, in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. 
And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. The word of the Lord. to the Romans. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, 
It is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of the Lord.
Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and at some point you begin to realize that you're not actually talking to each other, you're talking past one another? And there's no real substantive communication going on. And you mentally scratch your head and think, what in the world is this person talking about? Well, this is what reminds me of this example from John's Gospel. Here we have Nicodemus, who has come to Jesus in the middle of the night to seek out this strange, charismatic teacher, a young man who is wise beyond his years. 
But because Nicodemus is a public figure withstanding, he doesn't want his neighbors to see him in this clandestine meeting with Jesus. But still, he was so hungry to understand what to make of the signs and wonders that Jesus has been doing in the name of God. He has just witnessed Jesus with his passionate outrage going through the temple and tossing out all the money changers, while at the same time he turns around to the meek and the poor and with extreme passion touches and heals them with a touch of his hand. Nicodemus is vexed. He yearns to understand what does all this mean? What does it say about the one true living God that he has dedicated his life to understand? So as the two began to talk, Nicodemus himself, very learned, he's a scholar, he's a Pharisee. Yet, he doesn't have a clue of what Jesus is talking about. As if Jesus is talking in riddles. Jesus is speaking on a very esoteric, spiritual level about divine things, not of this world. He says, to be part of God's kingdom, a person must be born from above. Nicodemus is taking everything literally, on human terms. And he fails miserably to grasp Jesus' meaning. But despite his confusion, something of what Jesus says begins to take root deep within Nicodemus' soul. We know this because we will run into Nicodemus two more times in John's Gospel. We will see him become an advocate for Jesus at the time of his trial, immediately after he has been arrested. Nicodemus reminds the Sanhedrin that the law requires that Jesus have a public trial. And then we'll see him the last time, immediately after Jesus' crucifixion, as his limp, dead body is being taken down from the cross. Nicodemus comes forward, forward with Joseph of Arimathea with all these spices to embalm Jesus' body. Clearly at this point, Nicodemus has become a believer, a follower of Jesus, as he goes public. Very different man than the one we first saw that hid under the cover of darkness. Nicodemus' life has been transformed by God's love. And this was the very message that Jesus was giving him when they first met. Jesus explains the very nature of God, who created us from a love so powerful, so pervasive, nothing could contain it. God's kingdom is here. It's amongst us in our very midst, not some far-off thing that we can attain in the future. And we see this kingdom in Jesus, the man, the Word made flesh, whose life here on earth reveals God's to us. Because of God's self-giving love, God continues to seek us out, 
to beckon us to be a part of God's holy realm, this kingdom here on earth, where no one, no one is excluded. God desires to be in relationship because that's the very nature of God. And because we are made in God's image, it is also our nature. When we are in relationship with God, we experience what it means to be truly loved for who and what we are. And this is when we are most fully human, most fully alive, just as God intended from the very beginning. Recently, when I gazed into the face of my newborn grandson, Jackson, who weighs all of five and a half pounds, I recall being so filled with love and awe and joy. There is no doubt that he was made in God's creation, as we are. And I recall looking into his face, and as the old Celts believed, I was also looking into the face of God. Jesus says we must be born from above to be part of God's kingdom. And it's only possible through the power of the Spirit working in our lives. It cannot be forced, learned, obtained, because it is simply not in our power. It is a gift, a gift from God. The spirit blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do, you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. This is the mystery of the Christian relationship. God the Father is with the Son, who is with the Spirit, and all are in communion with one another, inviting us, beckoning us, pursuing us, to be part of this holy communion of love. When we say yes, we are participating in God's life, of God's dream for the world. This is the eternal life Jesus talks about, and it is our salvation. When God created us, he bestows us with the freedom to say yes or no to God's extravagant gift of love. We can go ahead and choose to go on about our lives and pretend that we have no need of God, we have no need of community, and anyone else for that matter. Sadly, this seems to be the attitude that is encouraged by our society today, elevating our individual needs and desires at the expense of others, especially those unlike ourselves. And it is such an easy trap to fall into. We can become so frazzled, so overwhelmed with the anger and bitterness and intolerance that pervades our society, we lose sight of that vital connection to the rest of the world. Sometimes we can end up building a prison for ourselves. We are walled off from our neighbor and from God. This is not living. This is a life of quiet desperation, void of love, and this is not the life God intends for anyone. 
Last week, our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, gave a most inspiring sermon at the wedding of Prince Henry and Meghan Markle. He spoke of the power of love to change and heal lives. He said, there's power in love to help and heal when nothing else can. There's power in love to lift up and liberate when nothing else will. There's power in love to show us the way to live. Set a seal upon your heart, for love is as strong as death. This was Jesus' message to Nicodemus, and it's the same message for you and me today. Life is about living into God's love. And when we say yes to God, we say yes to the abundant life that Jesus promised us. And in the process, we're healed and transformed when all things can be possible. Friday night, yesterday morning, I witnessed the power of this love. Several Boy Scouts and members of our parish came together as a community as a community of faith to transform a small patch of ground into a beautiful community garden. Adults and children alike showed up, put on work gloves, rolled up their sleeves, they shoveled soil into wheelbarrows, they filled the beds, planted the seeds, put together a tool shed, even constructed a fence. And now we have six beautiful beds filled to the brim with rich, black soil that hold the promise of a beautiful harvest in a few months with all kinds of vegetables vegetables from God's green earth to share with our neighbors who simply don't have enough. This good work is done out of love. Love for each other, love for our neighbors, and love for God. This is what it means to become part of God's kingdom here on earth, right here at St. John in West Hartford, and what it means to experience the power of love to transform our lives and heal our brokenness. It begins with saying yes. We know that when we say yes, all things are possible. maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary, 
and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us lift our hearts in hope this day to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we may hear God's voice asking, Whom shall I send? and who will go for us, and dare to reply, Here am I, send me. Quiet our hearts to feel your presence in this holy place, and give us grace to welcome those who are strangers, those who feel excluded, those whom we do not know. Here am I, send me. Draw us alongside those who are sick and fearful, despairing and grieving. Comfort all who mourn, especially the family of Ida McKinney. Give us the will and the insight to offer them comfort and hope. Here am I, send me. Make us grateful for all those who have served in the armed forces of our country and sacrificed much to secure the freedoms we now enjoy. Strengthen us to be good citizens of this world and give us determination to work for liberty and justice for all. Here am I, send me. Hold before us high standards of honesty and responsibility, that we may be good employees and employers, respecting the dignity of our brothers and sisters. Here am I, send me. Open our eyes to see the hungry, the homeless, and the jobless. Do not let us pass them by without a prayer. Help us work to change the oppressive systems of this world and to heal the wounds that afflict our nation. Here am I, send me. Give us time and courage to reflect upon our lives and see our failings. Forgive us and empower us to seek the forgiveness of those we have offended. Here am I, send me. Increase our commitment to support the work of St. John's Parish. Equip us to serve when and where we are called, saying, Here am I, send me. O God, you have revealed yourself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Open our hearts to love you. Open our lives to reveal you. Open our wills to follow you, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. John's. If you are new or if you haven't been here in a while, please feel free to fill out the cue card hanging in front of you and you may put it in the offering plate and I would be most delighted to be in touch with you. Share a bit about St. John's and learn a bit about you. This is a vibrant place and we saw that so much yesterday with our community garden as I mentioned in my sermon. And uh, there still is opportunity to be part of this, plenty of opportunity. Immediately after the service today, we are going to go back out to the garden and finish planting and do some repair work that here needs to be on our temporary fence. So again, all sorts of ways to be part of this wonderful new ministry that truly is life-giving. Also, lunch will be served, so uh, that's a benefit too. We are doing something new at St. John's this summer in that we are sending six young people to Dominican Republic to be part of a mission with other young Episcopalians from the diocese. And they're going to be working with young children, 200 actually, in leading a, Bible, a vacation Bible school. So part of this good work is they need supplies. In the back of your bulletin is a list of supplies that you can help bring to church. There is a, a place that you can drop them off and they are going to load up suitcases with all sorts of these supplies that they need for their program there at Dominican Republic. Also, we will have a special prayer for them on June 10th as they get pre uh, prepared for this good work they had ahead of them. If you would like a blessing or a healing for yourself, please feel free to go to the font during communion and a healing minister will be there. Also, word of the funeral service for Ida McKinney. This is the wife of Walter McKinney, our beloved deacon. She died last week 
and her service will be at the cathedral 10 o'clock on Wednesday. I know several of us are going. I'm going to be here Wednesday probably about 9.30 or 10, or about 9 or 9.30. If you would like a ride, there will be plenty of people here uh, that we can provide for. If you would like a ride and not in this area, please call Ellen, our uh, amazing parish manager, and she will get the word to me, and we'll make sure that you have a ride there to the funeral uh, there at the cathedral. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're welcome to come forward and take the body and blood of Christ, the pole to sustain us, so that we can say yes to God's invitation to receive the power of love. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For with your co-eternal Son and Holy Spirit, you are one God, one Lord, in trinity of persons and in unity of being. And we celebrate the one and equal glory of you, O Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. 
Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always.
the supreme sacrifice of their lives for this country. Red poppies have become the international symbol for honoring the dead so we do not forget them. The poem in Flanders Fields was the inspiration for the red pop poppy and is written by World War I, a Canadian soldier by the name of John McRae, and it conveys so beautifully Jesus' message of love. And I share just a few to honor those who are actually written on the walls of this church who have given their lives. In Flanders Fields, the poppies glow between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place. And in the sky, the lark, still bravely singing, flies scarce heard among the guns below. We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sawdust glow, sunset glow, loved and were loved. And now we lie in Flanders Fields. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. God be with them now and always. Go in peace, beloved, serve the Lord.